Sense. Carl. How you doing, mate? Good as always. How about you? <laughs> Dandy, mate. Good. Let's talk hockey. Let's do it. I thought today we'd talk about percentages. Okay. What percentage do you think McDavid grabs the Calder Cup? Oh, wow. When's he due back? Do we know for sure? Is it in January? A, I think in a couple of months couple months he was out for what was it was it like three something like three right when he got well, hurt he was amazing and then he was absent yeah he sort of had those three four games where it was like okay dude any any day now you know yeah uh and then that day came and you know he was yeah incredible for for quite a few weeks or not quite a few but for a few weeks before he got injured i think it depends it depends on when he comes back, because if you remember last year, it was a three-horse race between Ekblad, Goudreau, and Mark Stone. Mark Stone. Remember that run that Ottawa went on? And yeah. Mark Stone was a big part of that, and he was good, and that's, that's why he was in you, the conversation. And that's so, interesting. You, exactly. Yeah. You're saying Mark Stone came in late and yeah. was in the conversation. We're talking if McDavid comes in late, he's definitely going to be in the conversation. Well... Plus, he's McDavid, so everyone's going to figure this guy would have been there had he not been injured. He would have been there all year. He would have um, been in the top five players in the league, yeah, according to folklore. According to some, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I guess that's not too terrible of an exaggeration. Like, uh, he, he's he's a good player. And, yeah, it just depends when he comes back. You know, and, and let's see... How many so, points Domi and Duclair and uh, who else? Uh, maybe a Larkin, maybe a Panarin. You know, this guy's a bit older than the other guys, but he still qualifies as a rookie. He's under 26. It's his first he's NHL season. He's playing so well this year, mate. Yeah. Well, it shows too, right? It shows that he's... I mean, look, he's 24, but he just turned 24. But still, 23 is five years what, older than two McDavid. Years, two years in the pros already in the KHL? KHL, yeah. So you could tell he's he's... He's a bit more seasoned, uh, but he's feeling it, man, and he's good. That, that we shouldn't take anything away from from him for being a couple years. He older. looks so good with Kane on the ice, and Pat Kane. Whatever went on this summer, let's not get into that. But this dude is so focused on hockey, and he is just—he's playing the best hockey of his career right now. He really oh, by is. By far, yeah, by far, yeah. And those two are great together. They're phenomenal together. Him, him, and also Teravin. Uh, Teravinen. Yeah. Teravinen. Yeah. Teravinen also. Whenever, whenever I see Teravinen on the ice with Kane, it's, it's I get all giddy. Yeah. They're the same player, except Kane's a lot older and a little bit better. Yeah. But just they, they play keep away out there. Yeah. Yeah. Kane's sort of that guy where he's like, hey, 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 dude, just slow down, dude. Chill out. Just, just, I got, <laughs> like, I got I, this. I, well, just grab, yeah. grab the blue line. Once yeah. we're in the blue line, we yeah. just... Play give and go. You got time. You got time. Hold on a little bit longer. You got time. 
Um, yeah, they're good. And, and I, I was sort of joking with uh, a buddy the other day that it's just, you know, Hawks fans are probably like Brandon Saad who right now True. because um, Panarin is killing it. He is scoring. You know, Saad was a great player. And, you know, he's a guy that you need on your team, especially as a championship team. But he, he was never putting up 70, 80 points, this guy, right? Uh, Panarin is a guy that can do that. Tara Vinen is a guy that could one day do that. Uh, Brandon Saad is still very young, but is he going to put up that big of a point total? You know, that remains to be seen. Whereas the other guys, they seem really skilled. Uh, Chicago looks good again. They do. Unfortunately for everybody else in the league. But yep. Great for them. And Anisimov, too, is fitting really nicely in that third. Good fit. Second, second, third or second centerman role. Yep. They got Keith back. Things are rolling. Yeah. 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 So going back to McDavid, what percentage do you give him? For the Calder, uh, I'm going to go... Let's say he plays 40 games. Oh, 40 games. Which is that's... pretty much... I mean, he'll play maybe a little bit more than that. but All right, so that's 50% of the season. Okay, you know what? I don't want to give you a horrible answer, but I'm going to go 50-50 right now because I think it could happen, but it just it all depends on when he comes back. When he comes back. Because I think also... What does Connor McDavid love to do? Play hockey. What is he not doing? Playing hockey. When this guy comes back, it's going to take him a few games, but I, I have a feeling that he's going to be a young man possessed, just like, you know, it's a bummer what happened to him, and I'm sure he's feeling it, but I'm sure right now, after a couple of weeks, he's just, he's healing up, can't wait to get back in the gym, can't wait to get back on the ice. I think once he he's gets already back, in a gym. Yeah, I mean, he's just he. I think he's going to be on fire when he comes back. Take him a couple games, get his legs back, boom. There you and go. And also, it'll be interesting to see if Domi can keep that up. Yeah, Domi's been good. Declare's been good, but they've they've sort of cooled off a little bit. Although, although Declare had a couple points the other night, right? Sure, and he played well. I mean, he's got some speed. He's got some mm -hmm. wheels. That kid. Yeah, Larkin's good, but he doesn't. He's not quite as he's he makes things happen, but he's not quite. He's just maybe a shade less dynamic than those guys. Sure, less um, sexy in many ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, Eichel is playing well, but again, I don't know. He's not exactly lightening it up either, so so we'll see. Well, he gets a few spurts here and there, but he, from a, he's not consistent. That's the biggest problem yeah, with Eichel. Yeah, yeah. He's still a talent. I mean, we're, we're talking about the cream of, you know, of this year's crop, like... It, you know, Eichel is going to be fine. Declare is going to be fine. Domi is going to be fine. All these players are going to be fine. And just yeah. like, who's going to be the best one come the end of the year? That's basically the question I was yeah. asking. 50 50 is not that bad. I'm thinking more along the lines of a 60 40 split. It could be. Yeah, it could be a bit more. Not, I think get, he's not still getting favored. it or getting it? Getting it. Getting I think he's it, still yeah. favored, still favored to get it. Yeah. Even with everybody doing what they're doing, I think second place will end up being Panarin, I would believe. It could be. Yeah, well, he, the one thing, you know, like we said with last year with Mark Stone, uh, who's this guy? Yeah. Who's Mark Stone? You don't have that with McDavid. It's if, if this guy comes back and lights it up, we know who he is. He's a fan and favorite. And he's going to be covered. He's an NHL writer favorite. And so those are the guys that, that vote. Exactly. And he's good. Yeah, exactly. He's going to be covered every single game, every single shift. 
every single play that he makes. Yeah, yeah. So we're all going to hear about it. Everyone's going to hear about it. Not everyone's going to hear about Max Domi unless he does something spectacular like that backhand he had at the time. Oh, man. I, as soon as you just said that, I, I just thought of that backhand goal. It's still one of my favorite goals this season. Yeah. All right. What, so what are we doing? We're doing this, yeah? Percentages. Sure. Yeah, let's do percentages. I'll go one, you go one. Um, let's do this. All right, I got one for you. I got one for you. What is the percentage that Anaheim wins the Pacific? Because they've, the they've, Pacific? they've started coming on a little bit. Anaheim. No, no. No. No, that's that's So you're you're, you're That's a that's a below 50% chance I would okay. think. Are you sure about they, that? That mean, that means they got to beat out LA. They got to beat out LA. They at the moment they've played two more games in LA. LA's got two games in hand and they are 6 points up. They're six points up, but the last and 10, I think and and I think LA's for real this year. They could be, yeah. Even though they they keep getting in trouble as an organization. Oh, um, yeah. Let's, yeah, yeah. But but still, I think as a team, they they seem things seem to be working out, and they seem to be finding their groove, and they're winning games again, and they're playing an LA style game. They are, they are, and Lucic is starting to fit in. Uh, they're starting, yeah. I, I agree. I just I look at Anaheim. They're six two and two in their last ten. That's not phenomenal, but it's good considering they had what two wins in their first ten games or something. Um, still having trouble scoring, but I just think in the in the the long marathon that is the season, sure the long grind. I think they're just going to chip away, chip away, chip away. I think by the new year, they're going to be right there. In that they're still second a quarter spot. of the way through. There's three quarters of the way through. That'll be the second spot, and I agree with that. And but I think they're going to be right on their heels, nipping on the sure. LA's heels. Yeah. For me, it's LA or Anaheim, pretty much for that division, right? Yeah. So, so I put LA as a 55, and I'll put Anaheim as a 45 percent chance okay. of winning that. That's I'm, the way I look at it. I look at whatever you give Anaheim, you got to take away from LA. Whatever you give LA, you got to take away from Anaheim. Okay. I'm going to go 60-40. You're thinking 60% Anaheim, 40% LA? Yeah, I might even go higher than that, like 65, 70. I just think Anaheim has That's already... That's not that much higher. Go, they, go 70, go 70, 30 then. <laughs> All right, okay, yeah, fine. We'll go 70, 30. Anaheim has already dealt with, uh, what do you need every hockey season? You got to go through adver- uh, adversity. Uh, adversity, right? You got to do that. And so, you know... You look at a team like Montreal that hasn't really hit them yet, although a little bit with Price out, but they're still winning. Anaheim, man, they were just, they were bad. They were so unlucky. They were so they bad they were talking through. about firing their coach. Yeah, and when they win the Pacific this year, they'll look back on that and say, what a great decision we didn't do that. Uh, I'm going to go 70-30. I, I think they're going to do it. I think by January they'll be right there. I think, I think Vegas probably agrees with you on that one, yeah. but I just I I just believe in LA right now. It's it, yeah. The fact that I also have Quick in my yeah. fantasy draft, but yeah, which is different from your preseason uh, projection. Because yes, you, you weren't a big believer, but you are now. Definitely, I, I mean, I've watched him play quite a bit because I I have quite a few of those guys on my fantasy team. <laughs> but, you know, they're playing they're playing LA hockey. That's basically what it is, yeah. right? Yeah, they're they're grinding it out. They're not scoring tons of goals again. But they're not letting a lot of goals in. They're winning those games, you know, two to one, one nothing. That's basically LA hockey, and that's the way they get in. Yeah, and they've got a good road record, five and one, which scares me because they play Detroit tomorrow, and then Detroit's off to Santa, uh, St. Louis the very next night. So, yeah, yeah, you're you're right. Yeah, they they look good. They look good. 
They but look it's like they've got two, it together. It's, yeah, it's definitely a two a two horse race in that division, though. It will be Arizona. San Jose is going to yeah. fade. San Jose is going to fade. Vancouver can't get much better than what they are right now. They're Calgary's already fading. Yeah, they're basically fading already. Three and seven, their last ten. Yeah, and Edmonton without without McDavid looks like Edmonton all over again. I, I disagree with that. I'll disagree. They are we'll not getting the points, we- but they. Oh yeah, okay. They're, no, they're I mean, meaning points they're wise, games. meaning yeah. points. Yeah, McClellan yeah, yeah. has these guys playing a better brand of hockey, uh, a for lot sure, better yeah. brand of hockey for sure. All right, your turn. Go for it. What so do you got? I'll, I'll stick with Edmonton here on my percentage question. Is what do you think is Edmonton's percentage <laughs> chance of winning the draft lottery again this year? Zero. Whoa! What? I'm blown away right now. You're saying Edmonton. Will not be in the draft lottery at all. If they win the draft lottery again, there there is no God. Uh, I'll just say that. Like so I don't how, odds, how how can they win the how many years have they won it? Four. So Hall, Aren't Hall, Hopkins, Yakupov, McDavid, five and five and what? That's five and eight or five and seven. That would be five and seven years. That would be five and seven years. Or is it eight years? The, the fact Either that, just, way, just the fact that they no. won McDavid last year and yeah. they would win a number one true franchise centerman all over again after having Drysdale finally coming through. Right oh now. my god! Can you imagine McDavid, Matthews, Nugent Hopkins down the middle? <laughs> and and where, where do you put Drysdale, who's actually becoming better yeah, than you put Drysdale in there? Uh, so Taylor Hall, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. So later, you're, you're saying zero. You're saying no because it just it 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 cannot happen. Uh, well, the odds are definitely against them, right? I mean, yeah, the odds of averages are actually against them. But I, I think <laughs> what would happen, like honestly, what would the year. reaction be if if they if they did? Because you know who it's it's like last year is is Matthews as good as McDavid? No, we're not saying no. that, but it's it's pretty but he, clear who is going to be the number one. Yeah, pick, he's in the ballpark right? of Eichel, yeah, though, yeah. right? Right. Yeah, and maybe even better than that. But but what I'm saying is it's it's very clear who the number one pick is, right? Um, it just can't happen. It can't happen again. It can't happen. I I don't know what the fans would like. The fans around the league would they would hate Edmonton for they would hate Edmonton for sure. Yeah. yeah, they wouldn't have any sympathy for him. That's for sure. I I would not be right now. But I wonder what I'm wondering though is what what would the brass the NHL brass think of this well you you saw last year with uh god what's his name bill daly right yeah uh when he's when he's you know flipping the cards yeah. during the draft lottery and it's like oh it's fixed it's fixed you know you, you saw that on twitter it's edmonton again fixed it's like yes that's exactly Can't what be. the nhl wants is mcdavid and edmonton they there's probably about 10 of the cities they'd like to see him in and you see his face worst poker face in the world. I would love him <laughs> to just, just go, swore. again? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Again? And that's probably what would happen. So you're saying zero? I <sighs> I mean, look, it's obviously higher than that because it's a possibility. But but Because they're, they're going to end. They're, they might end unless McDavid comes back and they start rolling because they haven't been. They're, they're minus 12 goal differential right now. They've got 13 points in 19 games. They're going to be better in Calgary probably in that division by the end of the year. Yep. But are they better than Arizona or Vancouver or San Jose? Probably not uh, by the end. I mean, the chances are it's possible, but, you know, I mean, they're, 
if they're beating any of those three teams, it would be a good year for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it means a chance of making the playoffs too. That's what it means also, which would be a very good year for them, but unlikely. Yeah. And, and I mean, come to think about it too. I mean, come to think of it, sorry. As, uh, you know, Colorado is sort of, Colorado is sort of turned into Edmonton, haven't they? They're sort of the Edmonton of the Central. All that talent up front, not a lot on the back end. They were Edmonton and they stopped being Edmonton, now they're Edmonton again. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, there's a coaching thing there that might might have to change as well. But yeah, anyway, but you, you look at Colorado, Columbus, that, Carolina, Buffalo, Toronto. Those are the bottom two uh in, in calgary in every division so that's tough is edmonton really better than any of those teams i don't know i don't know but the thing too right you missed the playoffs you're in the lottery this year but that's the thing yeah so it could so, happen so obviously zero it's going to be higher than zero but but man. you're saying there's absolutely no way it's going to happen basically as close to zero as possible as close to zero as possible and also i just i don't want to see it happen you can't yeah. get mcdavid and then turn around and get um Matthews, a very Matthews. Um, <laughs> but you know what? But in all seriousness, if that did happen, this team has a very small window to win a cup because there's yeah. no way you can keep all those guys together. Couldn't Although, have, unless you how follow much, the how Chicago much are they all model. signed for? Yeah, Eberle, Hall, RNH are all signed for like 20 years. Well, they're signed for six more years or something, or five more years. But that's what I mean. So you, you got these guys on their entry level deals and. You know, it just... Well, McDavid's going to be, yeah. you know, asking for the moon, hopefully. Yeah, but that's, I mean, you, you've got this small window of opportunity. You might get lucky, but but even Chicago is lucky because of the Duncan Keith contract, which was signed before the lockout. They got it and done And the before. HOSA contract. And the HOSA contract, too, right? So you can't do that anymore. You can't give these guys uh, these, these, you know, contracts that last forever. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Zero. Zero. Yep. Okay. All right. I'm. I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with a. With a. I'm gonna be a little more optimistic and give him a seven percent chance. Seven percent. Seven percent. Uh. Okay. I got another one for you. Go. What is the percentage that John Klinberg wins the Norris Trophy this year? Dallas. This year. Star defenseman number three in your programs. Number one in your hearts. John Klingberg for the He's Norris. playing well. He's playing really, really well. He is the what's it, fourth. What's his competition? Carlson again? Carlson again. The, the usual suspects. Not PK, really, Weber. Like, I just feel like Dowdy's PK never going to win a, a well. Norris. Uh, I feel like Dowdy's sitting here saying, thanks, Klingberg. <laughs> you know, thanks a lot. Because uh, he had a lot of love. No one's watching out west. Oh, you got to watch this Dowdy guy. Uh, we know who he is. Two gold medals, two cups, but no Norris. That's kind of like what people feel about Weber, I think. They kind of know he is. They kind of know what he does, but he's not super flashy about anything he does anymore. It's kind of like it's a known that he hits hard. It's a known that he, he has a bomb from the blue line. So no one really is that impressed whenever... He kills somebody with his shot. You yeah, know, it goes yeah. right through the net. It's kind of like, yeah, that's that's what he is. Even though if a rookie was doing that, people would be, you know, flabbergasted by by the impact he's having on the game. Right. So he what, so there's Yossi on that team also. There's PK. 
And yep. Carlson, not, as he said, yeah. There's just not a lot of candidates this year. So I guess there's a definite open there's a, there's a window opening up because there's not a lot of players that are really standing out on on D this year. Yeah. I mean, PK's got 17 points. Uh Carlson has 21. It's not a huge difference. Klingberg has 22. Um it's interesting that you're talking about points when it comes to the best defenseman again, right? That's I what mean, that, that, that's, that's what, what it is calling. now. That's yeah. what it is. Uh, it's it just it's who the Norris Trophy has become. Which defenseman has the most points? Which is it is, is the most dynamic defenseman, meaning scores the most points, gets the most points. Shouldn't they split that trophy up into two then? Uh, okay, the, the thing with trophies sort of bothers me. It's it's like the. You know, you can't give the Hart Trophy to a goalie. They have their own trophy, the Vesna. But don't don't forwards have three different trophies? You know, you have the Hart Trophy, right, for the for the league's uh, most valuable player. But then you have the Art Ross for the league's uh, highest scorer. You actually you, you also have the uh, Richard Trophy for the forward mm-hmm. that scores the most goals, and you have the Selkie Trophy for the best defensive forward. So this idea that the goalie has their own trophy, they can't win the heart, is is so utterly ridiculous because forwards have three trophies. What is more? The Art Ross. I mean, how many defensemen <laughs> win the Art Ross? Nobody's going to win that. This isn't Bobby Orr. This isn't the 70s. It's not going to happen. Well, so Carlson ha- can't do it. I mean, if Carlson can't do it, if no If he one. can't do it, no one can. Uh, maybe Klingberg in a few years. Who knows? Maybe yeah, yeah exactly. But, it's, but I mean, it's basically Carlson all over again, yeah. though, right? So you've got Art Ross, you've got the Selkie, you've got the Richard. Don't forwards have three trophies? So, yeah, goalies have the Vesna, but hey, man, I'm cool with Carey Price. I'm cool with the best the best player. The best player gets it. So do you think that the Price. Norris... Yeah, but do you think the Norris should be split into two? I, I think there should be a defensive defenseman award. Yeah, sorry, that that's what I was getting at. The Adam Foot, <laughs> the Adam Foot trophy, yeah. <laughs> or, or what was it? It was uh, some people say, God, what was it? Was it the the, the Ludwig, the Craig Ludwig, or I, I don't know something? Oh, I mean, it's like always on the same yeah. same plane to me it's, as Adam yeah. Foot. You know, yeah. There, there should be, don't you think? Oh, I, I think there definitely should be. And and if there were, then it made much more sense to look at the defenseman by points, right? Right. Yeah. So. To answer your question, I'm, I'm I'm guessing this year. I think next year probably a higher higher percentage of him winning the mm-hmm. Norris. You got to uh, dethrone the king, just, right? Yeah, you got to dethrone the king, and it's king right now is Carlson when it, it comes to points. Yeah, and he's having another good year, so it's going to be interesting to see what he does. But I, I still think Carlson's the favorite. I'll put him in at about a sixty percent chance if Carlson's at an eighty or eighty five percent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But he he's right up there with, I mean he's slowly creeping up on PK though for sure. Klimber. Oh, for sure, in, yeah. in the percentages for sure. Yeah. Well, he's. It doesn't hurt to play on that power play, right? It doesn't uh, hurt either. to play on the power play. Yeah. But it, he is producing off that power play though. He's not. He's he, not. He's, he's yeah, not he's, Holmstrom getting tips in. You know, what I mean, he's no, he's, he's the got one 12 quarterbacking points on the power play. Yeah. 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 Him and Spezza. Good stuff. My my turn. This is a question for you, Ashley. Is the Wings have made the playoffs forever, and I really want to know what you think the percentage is of the Wings missing the playoffs this year for the first time in 20-some-odd years. Because uh... it, it's completely open right now. Montreal's in, but there's kind of, you know, still in the same ballpark in terms of talent as most of the 
most everybody else in the Eastern Conference. It's not like they're running away in talent. Yeah. But in that division, especially within that division, Ottawa, Tampa, who's sort of fallen off of yeah. um, what's going on with Tampa. Well, two to two to seven is that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. And even two to eight with Toronto, like it's not a huge difference. It's a it's a really Babcock tight was division. talking playoffs yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how that's how open it is. The last place team in that division is talking about possibility yeah. of making the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, Ottawa's a little bit of a... It's it's weird to see them. Look, I mean, let's... Yeah, they're in second. They got 23 points. They got six wins. You know, like real wins. Regulation overtime wins. I mean, they're, they're living on the uh, on the shootout right now uh, is what's going on. They've got five points in the shootout. So I don't see Ottawa finishing second. You got to figure Tampa Bay is going to get it together. Boston's playing better, but to me, Boston and Detroit are sort of the same team right now, where it's you'd expect them to be better, but they're just sort of a very average 500 team, you know, in the long run. To answer your question, I think Detroit is that's a tough one. I think what they're going through right now is they have the personnel to put it pretty good team on the ice but they're also still giving guys like Glenn Denning and Yoko Anderson ice time when it's time to cut ties with some of these players mm. and I think you know when you see a guy like Larkham you just saw uh, the last two weeks with uh, Athanasio uh, Andreas Athanasio came up did not look out of place was really good it, it's time to cut ties with some of these players let the young guys come up. They can play. Let's get rid of that old philosophy of letting these guys play four or five years in the AHL. Uh, that's over. And it's also over because this team isn't full of superstars anymore. You know, you can't afford to do that anymore. So we'll see. I, Is it I, possible to give me an answer below 30% or over 70%? I wouldn't say below up in the air. No, that that's a really those are really good numbers because I would not go below thirty. I would certainly not go above seventy. So it's completely yeah, up yeah. in the air. Still, I'd say eh? sixty forty that I still think they yeah. make it because, and again, it's it's not arrogance or anything. It's just well, un, they, until they know, until they miss, I just exactly. will have to think that they'll find a way. But going back to Carlson, you got to yeah, yeah. Right? But each year, it's kind of. You know, they're there's gets closer they're squeaking and closer. in there, you know. Yeah. Uh so yeah, yeah. And this is a good year, be a good year to squeak in again because like we said, you know, a whole bunch of teams right now are completely in shambles. Yeah. And I can tell you that they will not miss the playoffs because of their goaltending. Uh they've got a great tandem right now. Uh and they're just they're not scoring. They've they've scored the fewest goals in that division. They have scored less goals than Buffalo, or sorry, fewer goals, fewer goals than Toronto. Um, they can't score. I don't know what's going on with them. There's, yeah. They've also allowed <laughs> the second fewest goals in the division, but they just can't score. Oh, can't Mike score. Mike Condon, man. You can't beat Mike Condon. Well, when you look like Steve Buscemi from Boardwalk Empire, <laughs> uh, it's going to be tough to beat. Oh, just a side note here. I don't know if you watched the, the Montreal game a couple of nights ago, but Byron was being the interviewed. Arizona one, or yeah, when when Byron was being interviewed, okay, between between periods, the guy, the kid's small, right? He's really like he's 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 not a big man, right? Yeah. What what he, what is he? What's his size? What is he? 
I don't. Uh, okay, Paul Bar. I'm gonna look him up because look it up. Go for it. Yeah, because I I don't know. Like off the top of my head, yeah. Is um, he like they are small or? Oh no, smaller. <laughs> I think smaller. Yeah, I like definitely shorter. He's okay. Yeah, he's five eight one fifty eight listed. Five eight one fifty eight. What's okay, Dayane's so listed about that too, right? Well, he's stocky though, right? This yeah, this yeah. this guy, he's twenty six. He's he's a lot smaller. Like he's one hundred. So he's, he's more Goudreau like. Yeah, he's more Goudreau like. Okay. But when they were interviewing him, I thought, oh, they're interviewing Condon because his shoulder pads were <laughs> they didn't fit on a screen, mate. They were, they were wider than the screen. Ah, so what you're saying is uh, Galchenyuk gave him his shoulder pads to put on. It was just <laughs> it, no, basically Condon gave him his his entire his whole gear. gear to put on. It was ridiculous. His head was tiny and his shoulder pads were enormous. It was it was the most hilarious thing that I've seen. I got to pa- I'll pass this on to you. Pass it on. Pass it on. All right, I got one more for you. Go for it. And it's based on a uh, recent development here in the most exciting game of the year, which happens in February, which is, of course, the All-Star game. What is the percentage that three-on-three, the three-on-three format for the All-Star game just completely sucks? It 100% depends on how much the players actually care Mm. about this All-Star game. So it's going to be crap. (laughs) Pretty much. It's going to be crap only because they won't care. You know what I did see, though? I saw a little tweet or a little message from Gretzky saying, hey, this three-on-three this three on three idea for the All-Star game makes me want to lace him up. I How saw that, that, too. Do that. How about that? How about putting these guys in? Put, put Lemure, put Gretzky in those three-on-three overtime? Or three-on-three, whatever. Sack Not overtime, it, but have wall, put, a, put on the pads, you know? Definitely. And have them one of the teams. Well, I guess Walken. I mean, the current coaches. I, yeah, I the current but, coach. Yeah, but you know, you could have. You could. There's a lot of guys out Hashik. there. Hashik have Hashik yeah. come back. Yeah, there you go. There you go. He'd come uh, back. Yeah, you got these guys from the Hall of Fame. You know, game. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Lidstrom can play. Fedorov. Uh, yeah, God, they're meaningless the games anyway. So yeah, uh, yeah. you know, they're they're not going full out. But it'll nice to see. It would be nice to see. Even even put Gretzky in with with one of the divisions. Put Lemur in one of the divisions. Put, you know what I mean? Like like add them to one of the divisions. Oh, or if you had like a Crosby, Malkin, Lemieux. Oh man, wouldn't that be great? That'd be fun. That'd be fun. There you go. Yeah. Solve that problem. Yeah. There you go. I heard you tell me also about about uh, GoPros or something. Yeah, yeah. I was reading something. Uh, it was one of the SB Nation blogs where it was just a comment. Just this guy was saying, hey, why don't they throw mics on these guys and like GoPros on these guys and just, you know, do something like that. And, they already uh, throw mics on them, but GoPros Yeah, be... throw the GoPros on these guys. Uh, why not? That That's a huge, that could be a huge sponsor, huge advertisement, huge revenue right there. And how many people are going to be all over that? Whether it's on NHL.com uh, or TSN or Sportsnet or whatever, people are going to be watching those videos left, right, and center. I mean, I would. I'd rather watch two minutes of, uh, or even you know, have, like, Patrick Kane over like... there or whatever, or whoever's out there. I'd rather watch that than the, the, than the entire weekend, you know? Yeah. And have cameras, like, closer into the action. That's that's basically what you're talking about, right? Because, I mean, I, I, have you seen those GoPros where the players are sort of, 
you know, showing off their talent, like like sort yeah, of like yeah, a, yeah. you don't really see much in terms of the action, but it would be nice to have like cameras more at ice level, like at right, kind of like what what Detroit did during their camp. Yeah, they had some good. Uh, yeah, they had some good good camera work, some good filmmaking there. Yeah, yeah. So something like that. Add add some alumni in there. Yeah, in each team. Yep, and and then I even division. saw a you know have have a TV version like a pay per view version where it's uncensored, and then uh, someone was saying oh, you know if if you pay for just it, different people with mics. Yeah, like, yeah. like you're on the uncensored oh, mic. You're on me. The... I'm just yeah, me. I'm choosing Claude Giroux's mic. I just I want that guy's <laughs> mic all day long. That's my guy right there. Giroux. You can pick different mics. Mike that's is awesome. On. Everyone else is just muted to me. I don't even care. Get um, Hartnell on there too. Just that's so true. Yeah. Go um, after Hartnell. But you know they were saying if you did like a pay per view thing, you know, like donate that money to, uh, you know, like head injury or concussion research or, or oh, something yeah. nice like that, right? But well, they're, they're you know, I don't. Having, know, but, but yeah, they're, they're talking about having a million dollars on the line here for this. For this uh, All Star game, yeah, they could. So you could break it down to like I heard anywhere from like ninety one to to hundred grand per player that wins. Um, so that's something. I mean, that's certainly nothing to shake a stick at, right? That's a hundred grand, especially not for us. Yeah, I, I I sort of feel, and this this is gonna sound crazy, and you can just tell me to shut up. That's fine, but I feel like it cheapens three on three overtime in the regular season because. For- Doing the all because yeah, but it's, yeah. I mean, but I but see. but because because what do all the naysayers say about three on three overtime? It's not real hockey. It's too gimmicky. Uh, it's too taxing on the players. Like there's all these uh, arguments against it, and then it's sort of like, yeah, we see all your arguments against it. So let's put it in the all star game to really showcase it, and then it's sort of, it's it's kind of too much of a good thing. And then maybe yeah. after February, it's like, woohoo, yay, woo, we've got yeah, three on three okay, overtime, yeah. yay, great. Um, where I, so, well, I sort it, of like it It's happening now. already. Yeah, maybe, maybe a little bit, yeah. Yeah, maybe we're just getting used to it. I just had a thought about three on three overtime and and the amount of goals that are going in, like 70% of the overtimes are ending in, in yeah, goals, yeah. you know, which is great. That's what they want. It wanted. brings me back to like the problems of goal scoring. I think we should do that in another podcast, but... Um, it's interesting that everybody wants... Oh, well, let's do this in our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Let's go!